Hello everyone, I'm Remy. I'm Lucas. And I'm Casey. Welcome back to day four of the Day Ones Discourse. Today, Casey will be introducing our topic. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about a subject that I'm pretty into and I think we're all pretty into, which is lucid dreaming. It's Casey's personal obsession, but before we get into this, I'd like to make a disclaimer that a lot of the stuff we'll be talking about today is based on opinion or personal experience, not necessarily fact, so keep that in mind as you listen. Sweet. So, um, for those of you out there who, some of, I'm guessing some of you have probably heard of lucid dreaming, but if you haven't, uh, lucid dreaming is essentially when you are aware that you're dreaming, uh, and once you become aware that you're dreaming, you're able to manipulate what's happening in your dream, and you're able to basically control any anything that's going on. So, um, it's pretty exciting stuff, actually, and it's really interesting um, for us to talk about uh, we've all had our own experiences with lucid dreaming. Um, I actually remember the first time that you, like that you ever introduced me to lucid dreaming. And, um, I, I actually thought that Casey was like a crackpot when he was trying to tell me about, um, you know, the, this ability to manipulate your dreams and then do whatever you want with it. Cause I had never had any experiences of it before, but then, um, after you kind of like laid everything out for me and then I had personal experiences of my own I I absolutely love every single time I lucid dream now just because it's so cool being able to control the own like your own storyline within a dream so then you get access to so much more time of your day that you get to control what you're doing so yeah yeah so when it comes to lucid dreaming there's no technically surefire way to be able to lucid dream just consistently and um, but there are some ways that can kind of help you in getting into that state. Um, so just for a little background, you, you lucid dream um, during the REM cycle. You, you dream during the REM cycle in general. Um, this is the rapid eye movement stage of the sleep cycle. Uh, it comes pretty late in, uh, um, in the process. And uh, uh, the whole idea behind lucid dreaming is to... Um, basically increase your awareness of when you're dreaming and to make it more likely that you're going to recognize you're in a dream. So uh, one of the most prominent ways of doing this is to basically have um, a check for when you're um, in your daily life. Uh, So the most prominent one for me and I think for all of us Mm -hmm. um, is a clock check. So your subconscious can't really keep track of time. So if you look at a clock once and you look back at it again the time will be different if you're in a dream Uh, so the idea is to basically um, get in a routine in your normal life of looking at a clock twice and if you look at it one time and then look at it the second time and the time is different um, like significantly different then that's a really easy way to tell that you're in a dream and it's it seems pretty crazy but if you if you actually have the chance to try it or build that habit Uh, I guarantee that if you end up doing it in a dream, uh, it will work and you'll notice, you'll notice the difference and you'll be able to know that you're in a dream. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, the one caveat it is about it, about that particular trigger is you just have to be really repetitious about constantly trying to look at the clock and trying to build that mental habit because it's going to be really hard the first like few times that you're trying to gain that new access to like the trigger. So you just got to make sure that you're on top of it constantly looking at the clock I mean even it comes down to like if you want to set a reminder in your phone or something along those lines put it on your home screen something along like 
that will you know make you want to uh want to check the clock more yeah. often yeah so um that's the way that I almost exclusively lucid dream is by checking clocks. Um, it's because that's the way Casey introduced me to the subject, and that's the way I've been practicing for, practicing for a while. But pretty soon after we started doing that, I was able to just randomly lucid dream more frequently because most people will just randomly lucid dream, you know, once or twice in their life. Some people more often, some people less often. But after getting that method down, I found out that I was randomly lucid dreaming more even from like not even having to check a clock or ask for time or stuff like that, which is kind of an interesting little thing that happens um, as a byproduct of doing the clock checking one at least. Yeah, yeah, so there, there's that method. And if you've ever seen Inception, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, his little check is a top. And this will work in a dream too. If you, if you spin a top, it won't fall over. It won't stop spinning. Um, but obviously in real life, it's going to, it's going to eventually stop. Um, that was, that's kind of the parallel between these two. That was, that's another way to see if you're in a dream or not. Um, and the clock method is also another way to tell if you're, uh, dreaming. Um, there's also another way it's, it tends to be a little more rare and it doesn't happen as often. And it comes through the method of sleep paralysis. And this it can be a little scary and it's I've only done it a handful of times if that um I know Lucas has done it Remy Remy's done it too um but this is essentially tricking your mind into thinking that your body is asleep so you you lay in your bed and you're there just waiting you try to make everything as quiet as possible you focus on the littlest sensations that you're feeling you don't react to those sensations so you sit there just motionless you close your eyes try to get calm lower your heartbeat um and eventually uh if you're focusing enough or essentially um not focusing uh your mind will slip into this state and it's called sleep paralysis and it can cause these hallucinations um, that can be pretty terrifying. Uh, some people have seen some really scary things, myself included. Um, they can be less harmful, um, but you're never in any real danger, but it, it, can, it can be pretty terrifying. But um, this can be a transition into lucid dreaming because your mind essentially thinks that uh, you're asleep, and so it's starting to disconnect from um, your conscious self and it's slipping into your subconscious. So the things that you're seeing aren't real. They're just a, they're a figment of your imagination. And that's essentially what you want to happen when you want to lose a dream. The only so. scary part is just that it is hyper-realistic because it appears as though, I mean, everything like, so I'll tell you guys a little something about my first time that I ever um, went through sleep paralysis. <clears throat> and it was actually this past year, I had been lucid dreaming basically almost solely on the, um, like my trigger method, which is the clock method along with Casey and Remy. Um, but I remember I was sleeping in my room at the, at the fraternity that I live in and my bed was on the ground. Um, because I had just dragged it in there because I didn't want to sleep on the porch. However, as I was sleeping, I noticed um, that as I, was, as I was like trying to fall asleep, that 
all of a sudden there was this tingling sensation that almost ran up um, along my spine, almost as if someone had put their hand underneath my bed and swiped it up along the, um, like up along my backside. And then the sensation came again after I was cognizant of it. And it felt like rats were crawling around underneath my bed. And it freaked me out at first because that I instantly went to go move, but my body was completely paralyzed. And then all of a sudden it, it launched that trigger because I'd heard Casey's um, previous encounters with uh, sleep paralysis so that I knew that I was in sleep paralysis at that time and that I could instantly just go into a lucid dream. So it was probably one of the coolest experiences of my life because it was about 20 seconds of just terror because I was, why are these rats crawling underneath my bed? But then afterwards, I just closed my eyes and then all of a sudden, boom, I'm in a lucid dream. All of a sudden, I can fly. I can run around, do whatever I want. It's, it was a really eye-opening experience, honestly. And it was one of the easiest ways I've ever had a lucid dream because there wasn't any like awareness check during this you know incomprehensible storyline that normally runs when you have a dream so yeah it was pretty cool yeah that's that's kind of an interesting my uh initial experience with sleep paralysis actually was a little bit before Casey ever told me about um, lucid dreaming so I didn't really know what was going on and I did some research afterwards but basically what happened was um, I was just laying in bed you know it was late at night and I just went you know, numb and my entire body, I couldn't move and I was got a little nervous. And then what, uh, what seemed like time sped up and like days started passing in front of my eyes. And it wasn't like scary in the, you know, like the fear. I'm, a, I'm terrified of this thing that's around me. It's more of like time is moving really fast and that's kind of a, a scary thought. And then people started moving in and out of my room as if going really fast, as if something happened, you know, like those typical, um, scenes in movies where people go in and out of a hospital room really fast and the person's laying in the hospital bed looking at everything going really fast around them and they have really no control over it that was kind of the way it was for me and when I closed my eyes I woke I like woke up in my dream if that makes sense and I was in a hospital room and that was kind of the way it went and it was like really weird but I knew I was dreaming and I knew everything around me was fake but everything seemed to go on so fast and then I was able to slow down time and see what was going on it was just kind of an interesting initial experience into lucid dreaming and sleep paralysis because mine wasn't necessarily terrifying like there was a scary creature or rats crawling or whatever it was just kind of like I had no control over what was going on the time seemed to go really fast so it was kind of interesting yeah, my the first time that I um, had sleep paralysis, which basically, I guess, encouraged me to look more into lucid dreaming, made me realize what lucid dreaming really was. Um, it was this time I was just I was just laying in bed, relaxing, not necessarily trying to fall asleep, but um, just sitting there, and I was super relaxed, just not really moving. Um, just be you know yeah just like calmly yeah just yeah going over the day that kind of stuff like yeah thinking about normal things and i'm sitting there and i look over to my door uh which is like right in front of me and there's this like dark figure that's walking into the room and like my immediate like reaction is to like freak out like get up do something but i couldn't move and i was like what is going oh, it's on a, it's it's such a terrifying experience honestly just like the the idea that you literally cannot move it's just oh, yeah it was wild. it was it was so scary like there's this thing that's in my room i have no clue what I, what yeah. i have to do right now um and so my heart's just pounding and i'm just sitting there having no clue what to do 
and eventually it goes away. And I, so at the time I shared a room with my brother. So I turned to him and I asked him what time it was and I wasn't really paying attention. He said a time, it was somewhere, something like, uh, 9.30 and I didn't really hear him. So I asked him again and then he said 4.30 and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not what he just said. Um, and so I asked him the time again because I was confused. And then he said a completely different time. So like 1030. And I was like, okay, some, something's going on here. Like this, this isn't right. And so I had asked him a, a couple more times and he gave me different times every single time I would ask him. And I had no idea what was going on. But at that point I got up and I started like looking around and everything and just things were off. Like everything was different. Like I went out into my house, no nobody was there. Everything looked different, just very odd. Everything it wasn't necessarily completely wrong, but everything was off just slightly. Like something felt weird. And eventually I woke up and later that day I looked into it and realized that I had gotten sleep paralysis and that that had been the transition um into a lucid dream when I was asking my brother what time it was and he was telling me different times, uh, that's essentially what we were talking about earlier, the time check, the clock check, which was really interesting to see coming from a verbal perspective instead of um, looking at a clock, like asking someone what time it was and they were giving me different times each time. It was super weird um, to think that it's not just visual, but it was auditory as well. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. And I think it is worthwhile to mention for the viewers out there or like the listeners that um, that's not the only trigger that you can encounter, such as like there's there are other ways that you can um, realize that you're dreaming, such as one of the ones that I've, I've used pretty frequently as well has been looking in a mirror and you'll notice that your body is slightly modified, um, that there are subtle details that don't translate over in your subconscious. So things such as when you look at your hands, all of a sudden you may have six fingers, you may have four fingers or something along those lines. Um, which I think is another like pertinent detail for those listening that if you do want to try and create some trigger like that, another way to get into that repetitious habit is to constantly like look down at your hands and see how many fingers you have and then look away and look back. Cause you, that's another, um, super easy way. But I think, uh, I think it's really interesting because, uh, Casey was in, when he introduced, it, he was saying that you basically have control over your dreams and, um, most of the time you do have a lot of control over what happens in your dreams, but sometimes you are kind of still in a dream, but you are aware of being in the dream. So you don't have like 100% full control. At least I don't all the time. And so like I all have control over like what I do and I realize I'm in a dream. I can change the color of things and I can sometimes fly, but I don't exactly have full control over where and what is going on in my dream outside of me personally, which is kind of something interesting to think about that it's kind of still in your own mind and you don't have, you know, full control yeah, over I mean, it. You should be, I mean, theoretically, like you've, you've got to think that, oh, if you're in a dream, you can just do whatever you want, but you're still like almost trapped in those confines. Cause I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause something that I struggle with sometimes when I'm lucid dreaming is the ability to fly. Sometimes I can just jump up and then fly around the city if I want. And then other times, um, I'll, jump up and 
then I'll fall right back down on my face. So it's, it's, it's kind of a weird, I don't know. It's like a weird hit or miss kind of thing. Yeah. Like sometimes if you're lucid dreaming, just everything goes the way you want it to. And you just, you're running around doing crazy stuff, doing things that you could never do. And you're just like, this is awesome. And then there's other times where you want so badly to do something just as simple as, I guess not very simple, but just fly like in a dream and you can't like yeah. you're, you're so used to these other times where you've been able to like, Oh, I just jump up and I start flying. And then all of a sudden you're in a lucid dream and you can't do that. And it's weird. It's like, it's, you feel so like super powerless because you're like, you know, you're in a dream and you're like, yeah. this is my dream. I can do whatever I want, but I can't even do this. Yeah. It's the double sided coin. Yeah. It, it's super interesting. Um, I will say one thing that is kind of pertinent to mention as well for um, listeners who potentially are looking into lucid dreaming after hearing about this topic is one thing that I got like a lot of kind of like lashback about when I was telling my fraternity brothers about lucid dreaming was the idea that um, since you're not letting your body subconsciously follow the storyline that it's thinking of, then you're somehow interrupting your sleep cycle or you're not sleeping as deeply, something along those lines. However, I'd like to personally dispel that um, that kind of misconception because some of the times I've lucid dreamed have been the times that I feel the most rested because I wasn't at the will of some other um, subconscious storyline that I got to then choose what I was doing and get access to all those extra hours of sleep. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And as far as lucid dreaming goes, there are a lot of different methods uh, that you can take. I, w- I won't go into all of them, but there are some pretty major ones. And recently people have been um, taking supplements to basically increase brain activity while they're sleeping. Um, one of the most uh, prominent ones that I just learned about today, it's uh, acetylcholine and people can take it in a pill form. It's also found in some different foods. I'm not sure what, but um, it's said to increase uh, brain function and make your dreams more vivid. Um, and people say that it helps them lucid dream and it helps them get into that state more easily. Um, there's also other things. Uh, there's different techniques that you can do uh, just to basically train your brain to uh, lucid dream whenever you dream. Uh, it can be quite a bit of a commitment, but I've heard that it does pay off and that it really does work. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you guys are interested, you know, there's a lot of research done online by scientists and people who've been doing this kind of stuff for years. So if you're interested, there's lots of places you can look online for any information that we might have missed out or didn't cover that you're interested in today. So, yeah. So I think uh, that's it for that. We're going to quickly transition into our song recommendations for the week. So, Remy, you can start us off. Alrighty, so uh, the song I'm going to recommend for you guys today is called Venice by the Lighthouse and the Whaler, and it's just a really good song to hang out to, listen to, smooth, uh, j- jive to. You're sitting in the car, hang out with your friends, just a good, a good uh, summer chilling song. No. Just jiving, <laughs> having fun. <laughs> yeah, um, my song recommendation this week is Isla by Toby Johnson. Uh, it's a pretty good, feel-good song. Uh I'd consider it a cute song. I don't yeah, really like to call a, songs no, that, but song. but it's the it's got that fun, feel yeah, for it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's cool. I definitely feel you. Yeah. Um, my song recommendation for this week is "Head First" by Christian French. Um, the reason why I give this recommendation is because I couldn't stop listening to it this summer when I had my uh, study abroad in China, which was so much fun. And it's it's a really melodic song, um, and it's just kind of upbeat and fun. And it's got I don't know, 
it's just different than most of the other music that he makes so go give it a listen but yeah so that wraps it up for what we were talking about today um if you want to reach out to us uh you can check out our socials uh the day ones discourse on facebook and instagram and at the day ones disc on twitter um feel free to ask us any questions we'll definitely answer uh talk about it on the podcast so yeah we'll see you next time yeah have a good time everyone thanks for listening